Welcome to It's About Him Ministries with Denise Robinson. It is my desire that you would be encouraged and inspired by this broadcast and that you would trust Jesus no matter what and believe him for the impossible. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, God, for allowing us to see another day. Last week, I spoke about a good, good father. Hopefully, you fathers had a great Father's Day. Males, it does not matter if you are fathers or not. I want to talk to you. I will continue to address men because I want you to know how important you are to God. Of course, we all are important to God. However, I want you to understand the impact you can make in your family for generations to come. We can use more good men in our society. Oftentimes, men are given a bad rap in our culture. Last week, I discussed examples of fathers that were demonstrating bad or negative behaviors that were in conflict to good fathers or to our Heavenly Father. Today, I want to observe how mothers can have a negative influence on their sons and prevent them from being the men God has called them to become. It is time to man up, meaning now is the time to take your rightful place and become the man God has called you to become, the best you possible. God wants you to have healthy relationships with both your mother and your father. If they are still in the land of the living, let's look at Ephesians chapter six, verses one through three. In the living Bible, it states, children, obey your parents. This is the right thing to do because God has placed them in authority over you. Honor your father and mother. This is the first of God's 10 commandments that ends with a promise. And this is the promise that if you honor your father and mother, yours will be a long life full of blessing. In the latter end of Proverbs chapter one, verse eight, it states, do not forsake the teaching of your mother. It pleases God when we honor our parents, that he extends our lives as a result. Both mothers and fathers play an important role in their children's lives. However, today I am going to focus on the mother-son relationships I will give a few examples of healthy and unhealthy mother-son relationships from the Bible. I will address the subject of being a mama's boy as I talk about manning up. According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, man up means to make an effort to deal with something such as an obligation or challenge in a way that is considered strong or manly. Also, this could mean being honest about doing something wrong and willing to make it right or taking responsibility for the wrong. This takes courage and bravery. What do you think when you hear the phrase, he's a mama's boy? Perhaps you think about a man who is too close to his mother, um, a man who does too much for his mother at the expense of others, or his mother tends to control him. 
Yes, all of these statements seem to describe the negative view of a mama's boy. Is it possible for a son to reference and honor his mother in a healthy and proper manner and be considered a mama's boy, which is a good thing? Of course it is. I will discuss when being a mama's boy can be positive or negative. It is only negative when it is taken to the extremes or out of balance. Let us look at three different examples of mother-son relationships in the Bible. First, Pharaoh's daughter and Moses. Second, Rebecca and Jacob. And finally, third, Hannah and Samuel. Pharaoh's daughter and Moses. The background scriptures comes from Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 through 15, and chapters 7 through chapter 10, and also chapter 20. You are probably familiar with how Moses' biological mother hid him for the first three months after his birth. She saw he was a goodly child and made an ark of bull rushes and placed him in it along the river. She feared the Egyptian king that he would kill him because he was a Hebrew child. So she had her daughter to watch Moses to make sure he was safe. So Pharaoh's daughter saw the baby along the flags of the river brink and called her maid to get him. When she saw the baby, the baby wept and she kept had compassion for him. She realized he was a Hebrew child. Unknowingly, she had the baby sister to bring his mother to him to nurse, and she paid for him to nurse him. The mother gave her son to Pharaoh's daughter to raise him and to become his mother. Pharaoh's daughter named him Moses because she drew him out of the water. Moses grew up in the Egyptian household until he was grown. He obeyed the rules and laws of the Egyptian household. Then when he was grown, he left and went to his people. Now, this was a situation where the biological mother gave her son to another woman to raise so that her son would be protected and well taken care of. You might be in this situation where you were adopted or in a foster home or have a surrogate mom who loves you and is taking care of you because your biological mother could not for whatever reason. And that's fine. Don't be mad at God because things didn't go your way. Thank God your biological mother loved you enough not to abort you. You have so much to be grateful for. Moses He killed an Egyptian and Pharaoh sought to kill him. So Moses fled to Midian. Sometime later, God sent 10 plagues to the Egyptians to show them he was the only true and living God and gave Moses the 10 commandments for the children of Israel. Now Moses' assignment was to confront Pharaoh to release the children of Israel from bondage. Moses stuttered and felt inadequate because he couldn't speak that very well, you know, that very well. But God empowered him with the staff and also with um, his brother Aaron to help him. And he prepared him for the task at hand. Now Moses, in spite of his insecurities, manned up and took the challenge and confronted Pharaoh on numerous occasions until his heart was softened toward God.
Just like Moses, you can make a difference in your generation that can never be erased. God had an awesome plan for Moses' life. It didn't matter if he um, murdered someone. God was able to use him to write the Ten Commandments and to deliver his people from the hands of Pharaoh. I am not suggesting by any means you kill someone, but I am saying it doesn't matter what you did in your past. God can forgive you and set a new course for your life that is rewarding and satisfying. Let us look at Rebecca and Jacob. And the background scriptures will come from Genesis chapter 25, 27, and 33. Now, Rebecca is married to Isaac and they had twins, Esau and Jacob. Esau, who was red and hairy, came out of the womb first, then Jacob. Esau grew up to be a cunning hunter, a man of the fields, whereas Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. Isaac loved Esau and Rebekah loved Jacob. Isaac told Esau that he was old and his eyes were dimmed and that he was not sure when he would die. He told Esau to kill and cook him some venison which he loved and to bring it to him and he would bless him. Now, Rebecca overheard this and immediately told Jacob, Rebecca came up with a scheme for Jacob to act like Esau so that he could steal or receive the firstborn blessing. Now, Jacob brought the venison to Isaac and made his hair appear hairy like Esau. Isaac said he felt like Esau, but he sounded like Jacob. Since Isaac could not see clearly, Jacob was able to deceive his father and receive Esau's blessing. Earlier, Jacob stole Esau's birthright and now his blessing. So when when Esau found out, of course, he was irate. I mean, he was angry, upset. So Jacob ran away from Esau because he feared for his life. He didn't want to experience the wrath of Esau. Now, this is an example of how a mama's boy can go bad. The relationship with Rebekah and Jacob was deceptive and conniving. This scheme to steal Esau's blessing was organized by Rebekah, his mother. Sons, if you know your relationship with your mother is hurting innocent people around you, because she is asking you to do things that are not right or causing strife between you and another person, which could be your spouse, your father or sibling, then it is your responsibility to God to get it right. If you are a minor and your mother tells you to steal, kill, cheat or lie, don't do it. Acts chapter five, verse 29 says, we ought to obey God rather than men. And in this case, rather than women. For you married men out there who tell your mothers all of your personal business concerning your wives or constantly comparing your wives to your mothers, stop it. This is none of your mother's business. After 20 years, Jacob manned up And with his wives, children, servants, flocks, and herds, he returned to Esau. He wanted to make things right with Esau, and he blessed him with flocks and herds. But Esau said it wasn't necessary because he was already greatly blessed. 
But Jacob bowed before Esau several times. This was a sign of repentance, courage, and strength. Esau ran to greet him and embraced him with a kiss and wept. The two were reunited after 20 years of strife. Perhaps there is someone in your life that you need to make amends with. It does not matter how long it has been. Man up and get it right. I see that our time is coming to a close here. So I won't have time to go through uh, Hannah and Samuel to get to that. But I will um, give you background scriptures. It comes from 1 Samuel chapter 1 and chapter 2. And I will continue to talk about this next week. But I just want to encourage men out there um, to man up. Be the man that God has called you to become. Praise God. And if this means, you know, putting mom in a rightful place, you know, she comes first as God, and then it's your wife if you're married, and then your children, and then your mom. So don't put your mother before God, and don't put your mother before your wives. So man up and be the godly man that God has called you to be. And Perhaps you're listening and you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior of your lives. I want to give you an opportunity to repent of your sins and to ask God to come into your heart. And that's the best thing. The number one thing how to man up is to accept Jesus, the man of all men. Hallelujah. Praise God. The name above all names in heaven and earth. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just bring forth these men to you, dear God, who may not know you, may not have a relationship with you, dear God. Lord, I ask that you will just come into their hearts, dear God, that they will surrender all to you, Lord. I pray that their hearts will be tender. It will be, um, won't be hardened like Pharaoh, dear Heavenly Father, but that they will have a heart to please you. So God, I just pray that you will fill them with your Holy Spirit. I pray that they will acknowledge you and then acknowledge their sins that you will already forgive them, dear Heavenly Father. Their past will be past. So God, we just thank you right now. And we pray that you would teach them how to man up and how to be that godly man in their household, whether they're single or married, dear God, and how to love their mothers, honor their mothers, but also put in the boundaries and mothers in the rightful place. So God, we just thank you. And we ask that you would give them the courage and strength to do what they need to do in your Holy Son. Son, Jesus name. And God, we thank you. And Lord, I just want to say, we thank you for the men out there. Go forth and be the man that God has called you to become. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, thank you, God, for allowing us to see another day. Last week, I spoke about manning up or to man up. I will continue this topic. So this will be part two. According to the Merriam-Webster dictionary, man up means to make an effort to deal with something such as an obligation or challenge in a way that is considered strong or manly. Also, this could mean being honest about doing something wrong and willing to make it right or taking responsibility for the wrong. 
This takes courage and bravery. I gave a few examples of healthy and unhealthy mother-son relationships from the Bible. Also, I addressed the subject of being a mama's boy as I talked about manning up. Generally, when we think of a mama's boy, we think of unhealthy relationship between a son and his mother. It is unhealthy when the relationship is out of balance or to an extreme. However, it is possible for a son to reference and honor his mother in a healthy way and a proper manner and be considered a mama's boy in a good way. I mentioned that mothers can have a negative or positive influence on their sons. I stated three examples of mother-son relationships in the Bible. One, Pharaoh's daughter and Moses. Two, Rebecca and Jacob. And three, Hannah and Samuel. However, I wasn't able to um, finish it fully due to a lack of time. So I will continue to discuss the three mother-son relationships. Let's first look at Pharaoh's daughter and Moses. And the background scriptures come from Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 through 15, chapter 7 through chapter 10, and chapter 20. Moses' mother hid him when he was three months old and placed him in an ark made from bushes along the river. She feared the Egyptian king would kill him because he was a Hebrew child. Now, Pharaoh's daughter found baby Moses along the river. She raised Moses and he grew up in an Egyptian household until he was grown. He obeyed the rules and laws of the Egyptian household. Then when he was grown, he left and went to his people. Now, this was a situation where the biological mother gave her son to another woman to raise so that her son would be protected and well taken care of. You might be in this situation where you were adopted or in a foster care or have a surrogate mom who loves you and is taking care of you because your biological mother could not for whatever reason. And that's fine. Don't be mad at God because things didn't go your way. Thank God your biological mother loved you enough not to abort you. You have so much, praise God, so much to be grateful for. God sent 10 plagues to the Egyptians to show them he was the only true God and gave Moses the Ten Commandments for the children of Israel. Now, Moses' assignment was to confront Pharaoh to release the Jews from bondage. Moses stuttered and felt inadequate, but God empowered him with a staff and prepared him for the task at hand. Moses, in spite of his insecurities, he manned up and took the challenge and confronted Pharaoh on numerous occasions until Pharaoh's heart was softened towards God. Now, God had an awesome plan for Moses' life. His past did not matter. God was able to use him to write the Ten Commandments and to deliver his people from the hands of Pharaoh. Today, you can make a difference. Now, let's look at Rebecca and Jacob. And this comes from Genesis chapters 25, 27, and chapter 20 and 33. Rebecca is married to Isaac. They had twins, Esau and Jacob. Esau was red and hairy, came out of the womb first, then Jacob. Esau grew up to be a cunning, 
hunter, a man of the fields, whereas Jacob was a plain man dwelling in tents. Now Isaac was old and dying and told Esau to kill and cook him some venison, which he loved and bring it to him so that he could bless him. Now Rebecca overheard this and immediately told Jacob. Rebecca came up with a scheme for Jacob to act like Esau so that he could receive the firstborn blessing. Jacob brought the venison to Isaac and made his skin appear hairy like Esau. Isaac said he felt like Esau, but he sounded like Jacob. Since Isaac could not see clearly, Jacob was able to deceive his father and receive Esau's blessing. Now earlier, Jacob stole Esau's birthright and now his blessing. Jacob ran away from Esau because he feared for his life. He didn't want to experience the wrath of Esau. Now, this is an example of how a mama's boy can go bad. The relationship with Rebecca and Jacob was deceptive and conniving. This scheme to steal Esau's blessing was organized by Rebecca, his mother. Now, after 20 years, Jacob manned up And with his wives, children, servants, flocks, and herds, he returned to Esau to make things right. Esau ran to greet Jacob with a kiss on his return. Now, perhaps there is someone in your life that you need to make amends with. It doesn't matter how long it has been. Man up and get it right. Let's look at Hannah and Samuel. And the back, the background scripture is from 1 Samuel chapter 1 and chapter 2. Hannah was barren and very bitter because she wanted a son. Annually, she and her husband would go to the temple of the Lord to pray. After everyone had eaten, Hannah arose alone to go and pray. She prayed in her heart, but her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli, the priest, saw her lips move. He thought she was drunk. She had neither wine nor strong drink. She was praying earnestly to God. She vowed a vow to God to remember her and to give her a male child. And she would give him unto the Lord all the days of his life. And there shall no razor come upon his head. Now, Eli told Hannah, go in peace and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. In the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son she named Samuel. Hannah rejoiced and praised the Lord. She honored her vow by giving Samuel to the Lord. There Samuel served in the temple all of his life. Hannah realized Samuel was a gift from God. She gave him back to God so he could be a servant unto God. Samuel grew up to be a great man of valor. Hannah made a promise to God and she kept it. She was not an overbearing mother. She trusted God with her son. That is a great lesson for us mothers to trust God with our sons. Sons, be the mama boy that will give glory to God. Start by showing love and respect to your mothers by honoring them for bringing you into the world and seek the will of God for your lives like Samuel. Man up 
and respectfully keep your mother in her rightful place. God is first, regardless if you are married or not, then second, your wife, third, your children, and fourth, your mother. Don't wait till things get, how do I say? Don't wait to get things right. Start now. In Genesis chapter two, verse 24, it states, a man shall leave his father and his mother and cleave to his wife, which means to forsake dependence upon, leave behind, release and let go. Married men, it is time for you to man up and stand firmly in the spirit of love to your mothers and let them know you love them and that your wives come before them because this is the will of God. Your mothers will respect you more when you place them in their proper order and set boundaries. They might not like it at first, but they would get used to it. It is important to repent to God for putting your mother before your wife and not establishing healthy boundaries with your mother. Then likewise, repent to your wife and your mother. On the other hand, you might be a single man and you are putting your mother before your relationship with God. This is out of order as well. Exodus 34 Verse 14 says, for you should worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is jealous is a jealous God. It is time to man up, meaning now is the time to take your rightful place and become the man of God has called you to become the best you possible. If you do not know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I pray you will repeat this prayer after me. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and that you raised him from the dead. At this moment, I turn my back on sin And I make a personal commitment to live for you. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins and cleansing me from all unrighteousness. In Jesus name. Amen. You just manned up. You made the best decision you could have ever made in your life. And that is to follow Jesus. It takes a real man or woman to do that. Welcome to the kingdom of God. Heaven is rejoicing. God has anointed you and blessed you to carry out that which he has placed within you. If you prayed that prayer with me, I would like to hear from you by phone or email. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. 
I trust you are blessed by this broadcast. I would like to hear from you. You can send your praise report or your prayer request to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. If you would like to partner with this ministry, you can send your contributions to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com by way of PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. We've been coming to look at you.